Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to what promises to be a very busy uh, edition of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. As we start another week of Race Chaser Media Motorsports radio programming and TV programming for those of you watching us on WSIC over the air TV 25.2 in the greater Charlotte area. All you need is one of them ugly antennas, you know, the digital kind and you can pull us in. Um, And (laughs) this is going to be it's going to be a really interesting show. First of all, I'm Tom Baker. Nice to see you once again. Uh, or to uh, talk with you if you're listening to us out there in some form or fashion. We've got Nick Moncher once again, flying the V, uh, property of Venturini Motorsports. On property the of, wow. That's what it says, property of Venturini Motorsports. Oh, it sure does, doesn't it? Uh, I'd, I, Billy would say that was accurate, probably. <laughs> I'm sure he would. <laughs> and so we're happy to have Nick behind the um, big board once again here uh, this week and uh I had the chance to talk with James Mellick, who has been our producer for quite a while, but because of the social distancing rule and him not being um, in uh, at at his place of work for the last month or so, uh, James has kind of been on hiatus with us, but uh, he's doing great and his family's doing great. We're happy about that. And uh, looks like he may be going back to work soon with LFR uh, Levine Family Racing, but we'll get to that as well. Red's now the backup. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved him to the front of the hauler. <laughs> Red's now the backup producer. Okay, uh, whichever way that works. But uh, we're we're uh, happy to uh, have been in touch with James again and looking forward to having him back soon. And, of course, um, we are going to have two guests on the strutmasters.com hotline. Jacob Seelman from Speed Sports is going to come on in a moment. Um, he's already with us. We're going to bring him out here in a second. And then uh, Joe Valento, who's a Midwest Truck Series racer, um, runs for Kelly Byers uh, and his team. And uh, Joe is is a an up-and-coming young racer. I think you're going to be very, very surprised at the uh, – the way that this young man speaks and the intellect that he has for being just 15 years old. So we're going to have him on in the second hour to talk about uh, what he's doing and uh, let you kind of get to know him a little bit. So uh, that will be hour two. We'll bring Jacob out now because Jacob is going to try to make sense of something that to me didn't make sense. The hot topic of the day, I get up this morning and, um, Usually Monday mornings are a fairly busy production day for me because Kyle Souza and I usually uh, record our uh, segment for the mainly modified podcast that we air here on Race Chaser uh, on Tuesday nights. And we we did that. And then I finally got a break around noon to look at social media and had a text message from Chris Murdoch, our video shooter. And um and Chris says, Matt Kenseth is going to drive the 42 the rest of the year. And I looked at the text and went, what 42? And then I got on social media, Jacob, lo and behold, it's that 42. Chip Ganassi hired Matt Kenseth to replace Kyle Larson. Um, so I'm a little, look, it's, it's not Matt's a great guy, and he's certainly had uh, a great career. 
This just seemed like something straight out of left field, but you're going to explain the roadmap that got us here. And I can't wait to hear it because I just, I'm having a little bit of a hard time figuring out how he ended up with Matt as a driver. So explain it to me. Well, okay. For starters, I'm going to give you my immediate reaction. When I read the thing, the minute it happened this morning on social media, which, uh, in uh, parentally safe terms, is as follows: What the what? Yeah, <laughs> what the what? That's that's. I think that's the yeah. reaction a lot of us had. Yeah, no, no, it was because you're correct. This was so far out of left field; it was outside the ballpark. Um, that this this was not even in the conversation. A thought. Uh, I when when I was told about five minutes before it hit Twitter that it's going from a, a contact that I have that's close to Ganassi, that just letting you know it's going to be something nobody expected, I was like, huh? What? And then Matt Kenseth dropped out of the sky. But when you dig down a little deeper into this, there are some little uh, little ties that all come back together and make sense eventually, as you mentioned. Number one being... Everybody thought it was going to be Ross Chastain, and it's not. And everybody goes, what? Does Chip not like Ross anymore? Quite the contrary. My understanding from talking to a few people close to the situation, and I won't get too far into specifics on this, but is that there were some contractual things that uh, snags, we'll call them, with some of his current sponsors in the Xfinity Series at College Racing and some things involved contractually where uh, they would then need to be involved in the Cup Series effort if he were to move up to the Cup Series with the way his Xfinity uh, Xfinity Series contract is. And with Credit One and McDonald's and all the sponsors that are already there on the 42, that wasn't possible. If if you've paid close attention – You'll notice that Nutrien Ag is a co-sponsor on the uh, eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational six cars that Chastain has been driving in recent weeks as a fill-in for Ryan Newman at Roush Fenway. Oh, by the way, there's news on him, too, that we'll get to later. Um, but that would back up the, uh, the little contractual snag bit that I was told in regards to Chastain and a, and a potential move to the 42. Chip Ganassi was very quick to say, we have plans for Ross Chastain, and we're sticking to the plan. This was not part of the plan, therefore Ross Chastain is not in the 42. So that's that piece of it. Okay. You start going down the list now and go, okay, well, Jamie McMurray had a relationship with all of the sponsors that are involved in the 42 team. Why not go get him? Uh, a couple of people, sources-wise, in the garage area that I've been in contact with seem to indicate that McMurray would have been an option and actually, you know, ha- had said, hey, you know, I can do this if, you know, if Chip asked. But if it's, a, if it's a coin toss between a Jamie McMurray type or a Matt Kenseth type, what is Chip Ganassi's slogan on Twitter? Hashtag, I like winners. I'm taking the guy that has a championship and sits in the top 20 in all-time wins any day of the week over Jamie McMurray. And that's no disrespect to Jamie, but when the option is there and available to you, 
you know, if I were Chip Ganassi, I would be jumping on that too. Now, according to Jenna Fryer of the AP, uh, Chip talked to two people, one of them uh, that were brought up in conversation. One of them was Carl Edwards, who Jenna said, told Chip, thanks for the offer, but no thanks, I'm not coming back. And then it was brought up in their planning meeting, well, what about Matt Kenseth? So Chip called Matt. Matt told Chip, hey, I'm interested in going cup racing again. And Chip said, well, I've got a car. Do you want to do it? And Matt obviously said yes, because now here we are. It's not unprecedented for Matt to be in a Chevrolet. He's never driven a bow tie in cup, but he did drive a Chevrolet for Robbie Reiser in what was then the Bush Series, now the Xfinity Series, all the way up until 2001, and started his career in ASA in 1988 in a Chevrolet Camaro. And we run the Camaro brand now in the Cup Series. So there's a, there's a little kind of odd parallel that ties back into this. But the way I understand it is Matt Kenseth's name was one that was brought up um, in, the, in the meetings, the internal meetings within CGR when they were trying to come up with potential replacements. You know, Chip liked the idea, made the phone call. Matt indicated that he was, A, available, and B, wanted to go cup racing again. And it was done. Pretty simple as that. Wow. Okay. Um, so he, so Jamie expressed that he would do it if he were asked. He won Daytona. He won Charlotte. He, I mean, uh, granted, he hasn't got as many total wins as Matt Kenseth, but I would argue that, Matt got the majority of his wins between Roush, who at that time was the top four team and one of the top two or three teams in the sport, and Joe Gibbs Racing, who unquestionably was the top team in the sport when he went there. Um, and Jamie had to race for Chip, who's never been, um, or, well, in, in many years has not been one of the top two or three teams if really ever since the multi-team era of NASCAR came in, no, no disrespect to Chip, but um, I, I think this is interesting. I'm not saying Matt won't race well. I mean, maybe he will. Um, you look at the performance of the two Ganassi cars last year, I mean, this year we didn't have really too much of the season to to judge, but um, I mean, Kurt Busch got a win. Kurt Busch certainly was a playoff car. Kyle Larson was a playoff car. Um, I have said I think the forty two is is a better car than what Kyle's raced a lot of times because I think at times Kyle's over aggressive. Um, you're hedging a pretty big bet here. You're basically betting on Matt Kenseth to go out and, um, you know, and, and run up front and contend for wins. Uh, it's an interesting choice. I'm, I'll be interested okay, to see how so it works I, out. I, I we, yeah, well, I, I know what you, I hang on, Jake, cause I know what you want and you're going to get it, but we got to take a break first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jacob okay. wants me to talk about who my choices would have been. And I'm happy to throw some out there, but we got to set, we got to set that aside because, Duty calls. So we're going to step aside. When we come back around the turn, we'll talk more about this because this is an interesting discussion to have. Back with more of Lee Lap presented by the good folks at Victory Custom Trailers right after these words. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. was over here head banging to the music and i thought he was trying to say something to me so uh anyway we're back welcome back to lead lap presented by victory custom trailers tom baker nick monster inside the confines of the wsic studios in statesville north carolina and of course if you're listening to us live on performance motorsports network or you're watching us on wsic we're happy to have you if you're catching the show on demand uh, through one of our various uh, on-demand platforms, we are equally happy to have you as well. So we continue with Jacob Zielman. We started to talk about um, Matt Kenseth, who is making yet another unretirement, um, which it's kind of the in thing now 
Drivers don't say they're retiring anymore. They just say they're stepping away from full-time competition. See you later. Yeah. Um, so that this leaves them an opportunity. Should they see one uh, and they decide they want to take it, then they can't say, well, we never said we retired. So Matt, um, Matt coming back. And this is just interesting for me. I, I just, um, I, I look at this and I ask myself, okay, what do I think of the chances that Matt actually goes and runs up front with his car? Um, and the answer for me is I think it's 50, 50. Um, I don't believe that we saw the best of Matt Kenseth in the six car because the six car was a dumpster fire when he got into it. And it wasn't because of Trevor Bain. It was because the team was not good. Um, the, the setups weren't good. What they were doing wasn't good. Matt walked into a situation that in all fairness, really was a, it, it was a difficult situation to say the least. So I'm not going to judge Matt too harshly based on that. What I'm going to say is that age does mean something. Um, and you know, I, I, I think if Matt can, if Matt can find his rhythm and click with the team, um, then I can see him doing okay. Um, I don't see him setting the world on fire. I don't think anybody should expect him to go out and rip off a bunch of wins. I'm not saying he can't win. I'm just saying I don't see it being, you know, some sort of, oh my gosh, wait till you see this, um, kind of thing. And I, I just find it interesting. I, I, um, it, it's a little confusing, but it's interesting. The one thing that I did think about during the break, cause I was thinking about, um, the team that he's with and, um, the one thing I think may be good for him is that I think he's got an excellent chance to click with the crew chief and Jacob, you know why I'm thinking about the fact that he can click with the crew chief, right? I think so. Okay. Give it a shot. Well, I, I, w- I was hoping for the for the explanation because I feel I feel like I'm drawing a blank here. Oh well, you said I think so, so I said okay, you give it a shot. Well, you got to remember, his crew chief is a very 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 awesome late model driver. Very, very. So uh, uh, I was going to say, are there enough berries there? Yes, uh, I I can't overemphasize how much I believe in Matt McCall as a driver and a crew chief. Um. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Back up. You've got the you've got the wrong Ganassi car. Oh, Matt's Matt with, that's right. He's in the Matt yeah. That's right. He's in the world. That's right. So, Matt, so Kenseth, Matt Kenseth has Chad, Chad Johnson, Johnson on the back. Yeah. Well, and but Chad's Matt, equally good. But, I was going to say Chad Johnson is Chad Johnson. In my opinion, is just as good. You're right. I had him backwards. Um, well, that and see, I I had a really cool. I was going to go somewhere with that, but I won't now, obviously, because it doesn't apply. But I I do think that. Um, I, I think that Matt has a chance. I just don't think he would have been my first pick. I, I, I guess he's a good pick if, if the intention is you're going to bring Ross Chastain in, in 21, if that's the plan, then, you know, okay, bring Matt in, put him in the car. I don't get the Carl Edwards call at all. Um, media publicity. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like chip was grasping at straws here. You've got guys like, well, because you've got guys like Landon Castle, 
for example, who has never had an elite opportunity in cup. And yet every time he gets in a car, he over, he, he gets more out of the car than what the car has. So there's one driver that I, I would honestly have considered very, very heavily before I considered somebody who has not been racing like Matt Kenseth or especially Carl Edwards. Carl's been out of it for what, two years now. I don't get that. Um, I, I think that you, you take somebody who's racing currently now, um, there, there are any number of drivers I would have suggested out of the Xfinity series, but you run into the same potential problem that you may run into with Ross aside from contracts. And that is that there's a chance that there may be more conflicts this, this season between cup and Xfinity if they want both series to try and hit the number, like they've been talking about, we may have to run them on the same day more often than what we're doing. So logistically, it just may not be possible. Um, But I will tell you that the first thought I would have had, if somebody came to me, I would have said, go get Landon Castle and put him in it. Because again, go ahead. I can't, I can't disagree with that. And Landon Castle was the other yeah I see I never would have thought of that but Landon Castle I must admit was one of the drivers that did cross my mind when it was becoming increasingly clear that uh, Chastain was not going to be an option for the 42 so I'm kind of bummed for Landon in this regard because yeah like you I want nothing more than to see to see what Landon can do in a real you know have a real shot at this well for me it's not even I mean, I'm not cheerleading for Landon as much as I'm just saying that I believe in Landon enough that if somebody would give him that kind of opportunity, much like we've already seen with this guy named Chastain, <laughs> right? Um, you know, and, and some other guys as well, when you give them that elite shot, Alex Bowman, um, you know, I think they go out and make good on it. I think I think he would have been the first one. Um, certainly Regan Smith comes to mind, but Regan's probably not an option because it's, we're still in Fox season. So that probably wouldn't have been possible. Um, but the other guy that I would have seriously considered and again, uh, because of the whole cup Xfinity situation, I'm not sure, you know, it would have worked out, but I certainly would have been seriously considering Justin Allgaier in this situation because he's been in cup well, before and well, you know he has however all said during two different off-season interviews that i saw that at this point he's happy in the xfinity series and he really does not have a desire to go back to cup again at this point in his career and in his life well i mean so it's interesting to to contemplate all of this i mean obviously um chip made his choice and Um, you know, we'll see how Matt, Matt works out. Uh, I mean, you know, Nick, you've been around this a while. There's certainly something to, to be said for bringing in a veteran that, you know, he's, he's a great guy. He's not a a sponsor liability. He's kind of a safe choice and he certainly has had a winning past. Um, you know, but again, he's been out of it for a little bit and, you know, he's he time is not on his side. Let's put it that way. Well, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I had said, you know, I think Chastain's going to have problems with 
sponsor conflicts yeah, and you're doing that. Right. And I and you know, I even brought up Allgaier because he's in the Chevrolet right. camp and I thought the same thing. You know, he's obviously he's tied with Brandt right. into junior motorsports and they're running for a championship, so that would be difficult. I thought McMurray was the safe pick that Ganassi was just gonna go with to pick. Um, but I did hear that, you know, McMurray was kind of steadfast on his T V contract. But, you know, Kenseth is definitely out of left field for for me, you, everybody. But I think it's a really solid pick, honestly, because he is a champion. He is you know, in the top 20 for wins and sponsors love him. And I think first and foremost, you know, when you take a Matt Kenseth or a Landon Castle, no disrespect to Landon and to McDonald's and to Credit One and all these, obviously they're all going to say, okay, well, we're in the, this situation. Let's go with Matt. So looking at that side, you know, the business well, side, yeah, not if, even if just the on track side. Him, yeah, and course. I think that's probably, you know, a little bit what, what it came down to is who yeah. did McDonald's and them want as well as who did Chip want. And I think Chip's kind of just like, you know what, he's proven himself before. Let's try to go win races. And yeah. I think Matt will win one race. I don't you think do. he'll win a bunch of races. I think he'll win one. I think NASCAR will grant him into the, the chase by you that. Do. And, but I don't think he'll go much, you know, past that first or second round. Okay. Well, all right, let's, let's play. Uh, Jacob, does Matt Kenseth win a race and get in the playoffs? I don't know that he'll necessarily have to win a race to get in the playoffs, frankly, because Kyle Larson hasn't always had to win a race to get into the playoffs. But I will remind you the ah, statistic okay, well. that I think that I will remind you the statistic that I think matters here more than anything else. And that is for the last four years in a row, 2016, 17, 18 and 19 the 42 car and kyle larson have finished inside the top 10 in the nascar cup series standing playoff eligible the entire way i'm sorry to me that is a team that with the right driver can go places and as far as i'm concerned matt tenseth is still a driver that i don't see has lost his edge and the other thing that when it gets right down to it, and Nick, you may be able to agree with me from a team chemistry standpoint or add to this a little bit, but I think you also have to consider that knowing the driver that's in that other seat, you had to go and get somebody that's going to be able to play nice with Kurt Busch and, and, and be able to communicate well between the two teams. And Matt Kenseth earlier today, and I don't believe he was just blowing smoke when he said this because the two of them worked very, very, very well together at Roush, called Kurt Busch the best teammate I ever had, end quote, uh, in, in two different media interviews this afternoon. So I think those two know how to communicate together. They'll be able to lean off one another, and I think probably they'll push each other to be better. This could be a great year for Chip Ganassi Racing after a couple weeks ago, looking like it might not have been so great at all. Well, Nick and I will respond to that after the break. Back with more of We Lab right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Big Lap Rolls On. Presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a little while. Uh, But um, we have been talking about the bombshell that broke this morning that Matt Kenseth will replace Kyle Larson in the 42 car. The... um, um, I was about to say Target Chevrolet. Wow, I just went back in time. Um, the Credit One McDonald's Chevrolet for um, the remainder of the 2020 season, whatever that is. Um, and I feel like we could basically beat this to death, and I don't want to do that, but I do want to give, uh, we're going to bring Jacob back on. And Jacob had asked uh, Nick for his two cents on the idea of the pairing of um uh, of Matt and Kurt Busch and, and the um, chemistry and the veteran uh, kind of aspect that they worked together before. And would that make a big difference? And your response, Mr. Nick is. Absolutely. I think, you know, they worked together at, at Roush obviously, and you know, they were teammates there they worked well together and they've been doing this about the same amount of time. So when you, you know, pick a driver that's going to be a teammate to someone like Kurt Busch, who, you know, has been notoriously 
not difficult, but you know, can be hard to work with at times. You pick someone that he knows and that he can trust and that he can work with because together the two of them are going to be better as a team than just one-on-one. So if you were to pick someone that Kurt didn't believe in or didn't want to work with, or, you know, for whatever myriad of reasons, you were then just one and one. And we've seen that tear teams like Roush apart. So I think, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think Jacob makes some good points, but um, I just, I think this is a gamble. I think it's a 50, 50 shot. Either Matt comes out and he's going to run like the wind or it's not quite going to work. Will it be good enough to point into if we even have a, a playoff this year? I mean, I know NASCAR is intending to get 36 races in, but um, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to say the least. Uh, but I will say this, Matt is exciting and there's never a lap that Matt's not driving the wheels off the car. So in that respect, uh, it'll be good to have Matt back in the series and um, come out of retirement or, or whatever again. Um, and we'll see where it goes. And Modern day Mark Martin. Yeah, I, he kind of is. Uh, I'm surprised Chip didn't Thank call you. Mark. I'm glad, Nick made, I'm, I'm glad Nick made that point because I wanted. To, I was going to make that point if nobody else did, that there was another former yeah. round driver that, uh, that has done this whole uh, coming back a couple of times thing very successfully. And, and Tom, I might add, by the way, that, yes, I know it was uh, a, different car, a different generation of car, but Mark Martin, at 50 years old, went out and won five races in 2009 and almost won a championship and just barely got beat by Jimmy Johnson, who was the ultimate in red hot at the time. And Matt Kenseth has been keeping himself in tip-top physical shape. He's been running marathons. He's been doing all the things he needs to do to be able to jump right back behind the wheel and physically be right where he needs to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about this. I, I genuinely, I think it's going to be a whole lot better than people give it credit for. And you know what? I'm going to go so far as to say, I think Matt Kenseth does win a race in the 42 car. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, I, I say no wins for Matt, but I do, I, I hadn't thought about pointing into the playoffs and I certainly think, that that's possible. I just, I don't know if he wins or not. Kurt had to struggle to win one um, last year. And, and I don't, I don't know what's changed from last year to this year. I think the Ganassi cars are capable of winning. Um, but I, I, I think they're I think kind of, I think it just took Chevrolet too long to be able to figure out what they needed in order to win. But fair. you saw Chevrolet as a whole get better last year. Yeah. So. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this, I mean, there's more we can certainly say, but I don't want to belabor this because I do want to get to two other things with you while we have you, Jacob. The first one is, um, obviously, we had a race at Talladega on Sunday virtually, um, and this guy named Jeff Gordon, um, who, who I'm also surprised Chip didn't call, um, but uh, this guy named Jeff Gordon did come out of retirement, kind of, uh, virtually anyway, and was it me or did he just, did he remind me of Jacob Seelman? Basically, a, a a kid in a candy store. He would he was so charged up and so excited and so happy to be doing what he was doing on Sunday that it totally made me appreciate that broadcast five times more. Um, the combination of him and Clint Boyer was absolute comedy gold. 
Jacob. Absolutely it was. It was fantastic. Sorry, I I, I, I wasn't 100% sure if you were coming to me okay. or Nick on that one. Sorry. Um, but, no, uh, absolutely. Um, it was great. You know, Jeff, Jeff, like you said, it really was the kid in the candy store moment. The I have no idea what I'm doing, yeah. but this is awesome. Yeah, he fl- he's flying through the air, getting stuck on the wall. they woo this is fun. <laughs> you know, while well, he's wrecking half the well, field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff got collected in that. It wasn't his fault. Oh, I know. Flipping but, through the air. Yeah. It's a sneak peek in the Jacob Seelman's iRacing career. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's probably how I, that's probably how it'll be if, if if we're being completely honest. As long as you're having fun. Well, hey, Jacob, if, if Kyle Souza can go out and win a race, um, I have hope here Kyle for Sousa, you and I. Kyle Won an iRace? Really? Kyle Souza won at Stafford last week in the street stock oh portion my. of their. Yes. Was it like a Young Lions division? Or <laughs> well, you you I don't think you know Kyle, but Kyle's one of our other uh, race chaser, uh, one of my other proteges, if you if you will. And Kyle has worked for NASCAR home tracks the last couple of years doing the modified stuff. But he's a New England motorsports journalist now, and uh, he and I are doing the mainly modifieds podcast together. Yes, last uh, last week on he won on Thursday. And beat out a lot of pretty good drivers in the process. So uh, he and I hammed it up on the on the podcast this week about that. So yeah, if he can do it, either you or I could do it. There's hope. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, fair, yeah, fair so enough. Back on to that. the real drivers at Talladega. Your thoughts on Alex Bowman's win? Well, uh, I'm kind of like Alex Bowman. I was a little confused how he got there, except it was Talladega because <laughs> Alex Bowman has, has not put in the laps that most of everybody else That's has, true. but he found, he found a way to pull it off. And you know what? More power to him. I love that Bowman has basically self-professed that he's not an racer and not taking this quite as seriously as perhaps uh, perhaps some of you know some of the others. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said for that, that he really is trying to have fun with all of this. Um, I also think there's something to be said for the fact that three Hendrick, uh, that Hendrick Motorsports has now won the last yeah. three iRacing Pro Invitational. Yeah, I pointed that out uh, Sunday on Twitter that uh, this was the third in a row for Hendrick. Um, and I find that to be interesting. And the other, the other thing that I thought was, was fun was the fact that Jimmy Johnson actually is he has probably improved more. Him and Keselowski have improved more on the sim than anybody since this all started. Oh, totally, Jimmy yeah. was Jimmy was actually uh, looking like he might make a run into the top five and 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 have a shot at it, and uh, then he kind of faded or whatever. But um, it was a, I think that was hilarious, and I I honestly wouldn't be unhappy if they just kept racing Talladega because honestly that was the most fun I think everybody had. Um, on the track racing. And it was also probably the best racing we've seen, um, you know, of, of the, the handful of races they've done with this uh, pro invitational deal, in my opinion. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, what I, what I will say about this is I think that the iRacing simulation replicates the draft model at the super speedways better than anything. Yeah. And you know, all of it's realistic, but I think, they, are, they have been able to replicate the draft model at the super speedways better than anything else for the Cup Series on the entire circuit. To me, that's been the most impressive thing uh, about all of this, and I think we saw that with how how close the racing at Talladega Sunday looked to 
absolute real life. It was very impressive. They were three wide coming across the line to the checkered flag. Ty Dillon went spinning through the infield. It all looked like stuff that we actually would have seen at Talladega. I mean, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon, maybe we, we don't we don't want to see Jeff Gordon get up into the catch fence in real life at Talladega, but it was spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah. and uh, you know what? We even had some of the smaller, you know, lesser known names, the guys that you would you know normally call the, the surprises, the underdogs up there like Joey we Gaze. would at Talladega. Joey, Joey Gaze. Gaze in a Bobby Allison throwback yeah. scheme. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, it was fun. Well, Joey was complaining a few weeks ago, I think. Wasn't it him that was complaining about the uh, the politics of, of the whole thing or whatever, and he didn't get to race? And, and uh, yeah. boy, he yeah. certainly made a, made a good impression and a good argument for the fact that he should be allowed to keep racing from here forward. Yes, oh, for sure. Yeah. No, he, he did fun. a great job. Uh, you know, Garrett Smithley has proven that he can run up front, but Smithley was up there. Castle was right up there. Um, yeah, just a really good deal. The broadcast was tremendously entertaining. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it all the way around. I'm not sure what we're going to see this weekend at Dover. Um, Dover tends to be a little bit like Richmond in that uh, because of the way the track is, it kind of has a penchant for wrecks. But Dover kind of has a penchant for wrecks in real life, too. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put it past, you know, I'm not going to say it's not going to be a good race, but. I do think we will see uh, a little bit of chaos on Sunday afternoon. That's for sure. Well, it'll be interesting. It was uh, it was a good time for sure. And uh, we got a couple of more things to talk with you about in our next segment, including having you kind of help us with uh, what we're what the latest is in terms of uh, the whole scheduling kind of thing. And we'll get Nick on the uh, in on this as well. So we're going to step aside for a moment when we come back. We've got more with Jacob Seelman. We've got um, a really, really fun young racer, uh, Joe Valento, to talk to in the next hour and plenty more of the show. We'll be back just after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to League Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. You can find their website at victorycustomtrailers.com. And hey, you can design your own custom trailer right from the website. How cool is that? We'll tell you more about them in a little while. Right now, we're talking with Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport and SprintCarMidget.com. And... Um, We've been chatting about Matt Kenseth and uh, all kinds of good stuff. Um, and interesting when you kind of look at this, of course, we were talking about um, Talladega yesterday, the virtual race. And Nick brought up a good question during the uh, break. And his question was, well, if Matt's going to be in the 42 when we start racing again, is he going to be in the virtual 42 at Dover on Sunday? What kind of information have you uncovered about Matt Kenseth's eye racing ability and whether or not we might see him mixing it up with the other pros uh, on Sunday afternoon? Well, unless he already has a sim rig, and I'm not sure that he does, uh, for, this is what Jenna Fryer said about that exact topic earlier today. Jenna goes, if what I know about Matt Kenseth lines up with him not having a sim rig, he's not going to spend money on a sim rig just to run, just to run one pro invitational race. So I would say unless he has access to a sim rig to be able to use, don't count on Matt being in on Sunday because he's not going to be able to pay for it and get it and get it set up in a span of, well, really fast. Well, I know where there are a couple of sim rigs. I mean, Fox has a couple. Uh, I mean, you may, he, they have at least one. And, and now, according to Cash Boyer, which I thought was no. that was the funniest part of the whole broadcast when they had Cash come on and tell Jeff that he wants his sim break back when he's done with it. Um, it uh, maybe we could get Cash to loan it for Matt to make a surprise appearance on the broadcast at Dover because him and Boyer together, I suspect, would be quite entertaining. That would be entertaining, no doubt. Yeah, yes, so, I would uh, very much look forward to that. Well, if Jeff went airborne at Talladega, then there's a good chance if Matt does an I race that he may go airborne at Dover and hit the bridge. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which would be great be TV. Bad. Go out and take out the monster. It would be great TV. I mean, I, I, Jeff's the first guy I've ever seen be able to hang a cup car on the wall. That was that was pretty uh, was pretty good. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about some scheduling here um, because I want to get you guys in on this, and I'm going to start with Nick because, of course, Nick's real job uh, aside from handling our production chores quite capably and keeping us uh, entertained uh, during here at race chaser. He and WSIC, he also is uh, the PR director for Venturini Motorsports, where he flies the V on a daily basis. Um, so Nick, what are you being told about uh, the scheduling situation? I know obviously you're on the Arca side, but it seems like everything sort of sort of falls from cup. So whatever, whenever the Cup Series starts, then everything else will start to flow from that. What are you being told and what do you know about when the chances are we might get back to action here? So for us, it's all about the trickle-down, like you said. So once they get Cup set and Xfinity set, truck set, then they'll set ARCA. And their hope is to you know do the companion races where they're supposed to be. We may have some extra companion races. And the, and the hope is still that we will kick off at Charlotte for the ARCA Series, um, but just like you know, all the other series, it's really up to the governor is he's going to let cup race. Is he going to let cup and all the other, you know, ancillary series run with them, you know, be that, be it, you know, a day by themselves, whatever it may be. And there's still a lot of questions about that. He hasn't really made that known. Uh, I know NASCAR still working with him. Marcus still working with him. Um, but for us, you know, the short track stuff is, is still a big question mark. Um, but so they've told us that, you know, be prepared to, you know, maybe race with cup more than what we were going to do. Uh-huh. But then that could also pose a problem because a lot of drivers that run the Arca short tracks and, you know, the Sioux Chief showdown challenge are the younger drivers who aren't qualified to run the bigger tracks. So it just puts a big wrench in everything. And just like everybody else, we're still kind of confused and still up in the air. Um, but we're still shooting for that 20 race number for the, you know, national series, Arca Menard series. And that's kind of where we are as of today. I'm sure it'll change by tomorrow. Now, how many, you guys got how many in before we stopped in the national uh, we, we got two. two. Okay. We're currently undefeated, just in case anybody didn't know. That was You threw your voice and sounded just like Jacob. That's impressive. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's that was Jacob. I, that's because I also answered the word two. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you've got 18 more to go. Yeah, we got two in the national, and then we got one in the east. You know, we were yeah. almost to, to New Smyrna, but or j- Five Flags. Excuse me for for the second one, but it got canceled then. So. But just talking about the national, you you, yep. you started with twenty and you yep. ran two, so you yes. got eighteen. We ran Daytona and Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, and so it's, it's it's that's interesting. It's it's a little different with you, like you said, because you're dealing with slightly different age groups or sort of eligibility groups or however you. Yeah, because there's it. a there's a championship within the championship for people that yeah. don't know the Sioux Chief Challenge is for anyone that's under eighteen. Right, they can run those ten short track races. And they can win a championship called the Sioux Chief Short Track Challenge. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, which now we should explain that, and I talked to James Mellick earlier, and he was telling me that uh, he uh, he was told that he was back to work on the 30th, which is three days from now. So we're, we do this live on Monday nights. So that'd be Thursday. Um, Nick brought up the point that Cabarrus County still has not – and this is where I think we need to make this distinction. The governor of North Carolina said, as far as he was concerned, NASCAR's essential. The teams can go back to work. But then he said, 
but it's up to the local yeah. governments. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, kind of whispering. See, that's I'm doing this for effect. Um, and so Cabarrus County has not made the teams or NASCAR eligible as of this moment. So we don't really know what's going on, Jacob, here, because, again, the local government is trying to supersede the the state government. Um, and so and the state government state governor does not seem in a mood to try to overrule the local govern, government. So um, we still which don't know where we are. OK, so which local government is trying to keep NASCAR workers from going back into their shop? Cabarrus, because I hadn't heard any of that. Cabarrus County has Cabarrus not. and Mecklenburg both had shutdown orders before the state did. And both those orders you know, did not deem NASCAR teams as essential, which is why, you know, us well, okay. being in Cabarrus so were shut the, down. Here's the deal. And I looked at, I looked at both of those and the phrase and the phrase, the phrase, it, it, the phrasing is in regards to, um, the phrase, the phrasing is in regards to <laughs> auto repair. The, the, it's the auto repair portion that basically allows for a quote-unquote loophole that allows for NASCAR NASCAR workers to go back to work. It doesn't specify whether those those automobiles are for uh, street use or um, highway use or uh, highway use or performance use. So, well, and my and my understanding uh, directed at both of you is that the. The list of workers who are essential versus non-essential or, you know, classifications is the same in both the Cabarrus and Mecklenburg County orders as are in the state orders, which would still allow for that loophole that NASCAR workers can go back to work. And I actually, so you, I heard you mention uh, James Mellick right off the top, Tom, before you brought me in. I actually spoke with him earlier today. I did and too. And he said... Uh, He's, yeah, he said they're prepping to go back to work in the next couple of days. When the Cabarrus so, order is lifted. Yes. That's the same if, thing for us. If the Cabarrus order ends on the 30th, then technically they would be able to go back to work. Now, you talked about the loophole. The only thing I've heard in response to that that is, and I've heard it from a couple of different sources, of which, Nick, you might have been one. I'm not sure. Um, but that, okay, I know that, the wording is a little bit ambiguous, but um, the teams themselves, their attorneys and such are going to have something to say about this too. And unless they're sure that there's going to be no issue there, then it, it, because if somebody, you know, if they go back to work, somebody gets it and then, you know, there could be some, obviously some legal ramifications here. So the, I, I, I'm just going to stand on the most accurate way I can say this. It appears that maybe, um, you know, they'll be able to go back to work, but we're still waiting till Thursday to see whether either Mech or Cabarrus want to extend. And if so, are either of them going to have an issue with these teams going back to work? Because obviously we can't even talk about scheduling if the teams aren't in the shops. So, well, no, most of the county representatives at this point recognize that if NASCAR doesn't get going because of how much economic influx that brings from all the from everything that goes on with that, that it's going to be very bad. I have not heard any any representative from Cabarrus, Mecklenburg, anything 
that seems to suggest that these teams will not be able to restart. And I've been in, you know, I've been in contact with a lot of sources over the last few days at several of the teams. Everybody's prepping for the exact same thing to be able to go back to work in about three days when okay. this, well, uh, when this, when when the original orders expire. Even if some of the county orders are extended, the loopholes that are involved there with the auto repair verbiage and all of that will allow them to work, even if the stay-at-home orders county-wise are extended for other businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. We're, well, because everybody is expecting we will be racing in about three weeks. Okay. Period. So you got about, we got about 30 seconds. Are we still counting on, are we still counting on Darlington, Charlotte, Charlotte, Bristol? Is that still the tentative plan? From from everything that I have heard and and know, yes, that is still the plan as I've heard it. Okay, so uh, nothing much has changed on that front, and I hope the NASCAR, I hope everyone does go back to work because, as far as I'm concerned, honestly, my two cents, nobody but me. It's ridiculous that we're even still dealing with a lockdown at this point. We'll be back with more of the show. Thanks for, to Jacob for being on. Joe Valento coming up just around the corner. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children 
troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Second hour of Lead Lap kicks off here with... uh, we're going to bring out Joe Valento in a moment, uh, but uh, we didn't mention uh, we we got so busy with the Matt Kenseth uh, bombshell that we ran out of time to even talk about uh, the other announcement that was made on the broadcast at the very beginning of the broadcast yesterday. So I want to touch on that here before we bring uh, Joe onto the air with us. And that was that um, at the top of the broadcast yesterday of the uh Talladega race, <clears throat> excuse me, it was announced that Ryan Newman would return to the six car uh, when racing resumed, that um, he was healthy and looking forward to coming back. It was good to see Ryan on the broadcast. Um, and he made no bones about the fact that he expected to be behind the wheel of the car, um, which is really why I thought that, hey, you know, this clears the way for Ross Chastain to go over to the 42. But as we know, that uh, that's not happening. But uh, Nick, it's good to see Ryan back. It will be good to see Ryan back. We don't know for sure when he's coming back. <laughs> we don't know for sure when Cup's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back whenever coming Cup's coming back, back whenever, according uh, to what he said. Yeah, but um, it, it was cool to see, though, that, that they said that he did a private test right before all the shutdowns happened at Darlington. That was kind of part of his yeah. get cleared process. So he has been back in the car. Yeah. Since then, so he's anticipating being back, you know, ready to go. NASCAR cleared him today. Well, and of course, where is the first race NASCAR is looking at? Darlington. Uh huh. So, um, you know, somebody will now be accusing Matt of an unfair advantage. I suppose he got to test there. Uh, so it would be, um, it, it'll be great to see him back. And I mean, that's just, uh, thank God, um, what a miracle that was. Honestly, um, I think everybody will be a Matt Kenseth or a, a Ryan, Ryan Newman. Newman fan at least for a day, right? And when he comes back, so uh, let's bring Joe Valento. Uh, Joe Valento, by the way, from Minnesota, which is somewhat Minnesota. close, yeah, somewhat close to uh, Wisconsin, where Matt Kenseth is from. So. Um, I'm sure Joe plenty happy to see Matt coming back uh, to drive the 42 fellow Midwest driver, Joe Valento. Welcome to Lee lap. It is good to have you on the program. Uh, for those of you who don't know Joe, his last name is spelled V like Victor, A L E N T O Joe Valento. Go to Joe Valento racing.com and you can check out everything Joe's had going. Um, Joe, it's good to have you on the show. And first I want to talk about recent and then we'll kind of go backwards a little bit. So you're 15 and you ran the Midwest truck series last year with Kelly Byers. And, uh, at the beginning of this year, you got to go to Florida and run some, uh, super late models down there at, uh, new Smyrna. Um, and of course here recently, you've basically been running, uh, <laughs> sim racing, just like everybody else. Um, Let's talk about your life right now. First of all, you're in school, normally a classroom. You've had to adjust to online school. That's been one of the things that 
you know, all of the um, the students around the country have had to adjust to uh, during this this the shutdown. What's that been like for you to make the adjustment to a virtual learning scenario? Oh, uh, yeah. So just like you said, I'm, I mean, all, all the kids around the country are in the same boat. boat and uh, we're pretty much, you know, it's pretty much all the same basic concept with, I think uh, the biggest thing right now is this Google Classroom they have for teachers to put work in. And you hear about kids getting on Zoom calls and different ideas uh, for for them to get in contact with teachers. And um, it's, it's a, definitely a learning curve. I like the fact that you kind of can go at your own pace with doing your schoolwork, and it's kind of just up to you. Like, for, for us, anyways, we get all of our stuff on Monday, and we can kind of just pace ourselves out through the week and just do it. We, we have a due date. Well, actually, it's, they give us to us Monday, and they say they don't have it due until the next following Monday. So basically, we have five days of the week plus the weekends to get stuff done, usually I try to get it all done on Friday, so then for the weekends I never have to worry about it. But um, I like the fact that we're able to just kind of work at our own pace. That's interesting. Okay. And so um, if, if given a choice going forward, would you rather be back in the classroom or would you rather continue with some sort of online school? You know, it's, it's, it's a tough question because it can go either way. I like the fact, like I said, that you kind of can go at your own pace. But obviously you like going to school and seeing your friends. And if you keep... Oh. I think uh, some other student that was hoping for online school just uh, like disconnected him when he started to talk about going back to the classroom. So uh, we'll hope uh, there's, I think we got him back again. The strutmasters.com hotline is being particularly testy here. So uh, welcome back, Joe Valento. Hey, um, so like I was saying, it, it kind of goes either way. I, like I was saying, I like the fact that you can kind of work at your own pace. Um, but then, then again, you kind of miss the whole high school experience and seeing your friends every day at school. So, I mean, if there is a way that you could do online school but then still be around your friends, like kind of like, I don't I don't know, like if you, maybe if you went to school like once a week to kind of like have like a, like a little bit of a learning day where you can kind of just uh, be in school with your friends and the teachers teach you the stuff for that week and then you have the rest of the stuff um, that you can just work on at home. I think that would be a really great solution. Personally, that's how I would like it. Um, it, it's kind of, it's like I said, it's just a tough, tough choice. You could go either way. Interesting. That's a good answer. And um, Nick, do you notice how smooth he was when we brought him back? He just literally picked up with his answer like nothing. Had Didn't ever even happened. miss a beat. That Didn't was a heck of a job. A I'm telling you, this kid is good. Uh, Nick, by the way, Joe, if you if you didn't, uh, you haven't been listening to the show since the beginning. And if you haven't, what's wrong with you? Um, Nick, Nick Moncher, <laughs> our producer for the night, is also the uh, PR director for Venturini Motorsports. So, uh, uh, a, a, a very good person to kind of uh, get to know here. Well, cool. Great to meet you. Yeah. Nice see? to meet you over there as yeah. well. See? Uh, so, okay, let's go back and, and talk about, first of all, where you are now, and then we'll get your background in. So um, currently, this past year, you moved up into the Midwest Truck Series to race with Kelly Byers. For those who are scratching their heads right now, Sounds familiar. Saying, sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, but I don't quite know where I can place that from. Kelly was one of the top driver prospects back, gosh, I'd say in the uh, early to mid 2000s. And, um, and, and I really thought Kelly was going to make it. But again, not everybody 
gets to make it in the sport for one reason or another. Uh, there are way more talents than there are uh, seats to fill, unfortunately. Um, but Kelly has developed a nice arrive and drive kind of program, and he is now your mentor. Talk a little bit about Kelly and about what it's like to work with Kelly and race one of these Midwest trucks. Uh, so the truck series, I think, is a really great learning series. Uh, it's, it's a different type of aero package, which is kind of, I think, good for a driver to learn. You know, a lot of, a lot of kids my age, well, anyone really, um, they'll just hop into a late model and basically from, they'll go to a late model or uh, a limited or what else to, to a super. And then from there, they go into the truck. Well, excuse me, there's Arc on K&N as well. But from then, you know, I mean, it's just a late <laughs> model kind of, kind of body, kind of a package. Um, then they go to a truck. And so they, it's a whole different aero package from a late model or an ARCA car, or K&N car to, to a truck. So to be able to run in the Midwest Truck Series, which is still, it's a, it's a late model motor with almost the same aero package as the NASCAR truck, I think it's a really great experience just because you kind of get that feeling and kind of have that knowledge. Whereas, so I'll run the truck, like you said, and then pop into a Super. And then if all goes well, then ARCA or K&N car and then into a truck. And then when I get into the truck, I'll kind of already have an understanding of how the aero package works. Now, obviously, the, the NASCAR trucks are on a lot bigger track, but I'm still going to have a little bit more knowledge than some of the other kids that hasn't. So, I mean, I, I really like the series, and obviously working with Kelly, I've talked about it numerous times, is a blessing. Um, he, he's picked us up from legend car racing. I came from, well, actually, it was micro sprint racing before that. I'd run a few select legend car races the end end of the year and then last year kelly picked us up and he really kind of went on us on a limb with us uh 2018 we ran a test with him at the dells raceway park and that was where we met kelly and we which was uh kind of ironic he just we just met him and he he was uh i guess he kind of went on a limb, basically. He just put me right in the truck. I mean, we met up and talked for a little bit. Pretty much, just put me on the put me out on the track, and uh, just kind of like I said, just kind of went on a limb because I mean, he had no prior knowledge of me at all, besides maybe a little bit of legend car racing, which everyone knows how tough those things are to drive. Um, but but yeah, he kind of really went out on a limb for me, and I, I think it really paid off in the end. I mean, we've had some some really good. Well, I mean, we've had some decent finishes this past year. I think well, me and Tom, we talked about this a lot, but uh, we've had some good performances. Uh, that's the key word for it, performances, uh, where we've, we've qualified well and had that the big invert back to mid-pack, work our way up, have bad luck, go to the back, work our way back up. Um, so I think last year was a really big learning year for us. Definitely, you know, there's definitely lots of positives to take out of it. I definitely learned how to, drive full body a pack because up till running the truck series I'd never run a full body car before. Right. So even though I, I, I maybe got some bad got sent to the the twenty eight whatever it is truck pack, I was usually able to work my way back up into the top ten and um like like we were talking about before last year is our performance was there, just the results just didn't really show how good we were. And running with Kelly, I know that we'll unload every time and be right there. Yeah. Top five every single time we unload, which is a, definitely a confident booster for me, knowing that I'm in good good equipment. Um, 
and like I said, he's just able to come out and, and run top five first practice. It's just a big confidence booster all around, knowing that you have good equipment under your under yourself, and obviously a good good crew chief uh, there making the calls there and adjustments. And I know I've talked about this as well, but I, I can't stress it enough. I think that Kelly, being himself as he was a race car driver or a retired race car driver. I think that really plays a key factor in some of the calls that he makes. So yeah. when I go and tell him the truck's doing this or the truck's doing that, I feel that he might know a little bit more than maybe just a normal crew chief that hasn't sure. ever had that experience behind no the wheel. Because he he just um, he knows the feeling and he'll understand my, my terminology a little bit better. Well, it's, uh, and that's important. Chemistry is important, and being able to communicate in the same language is important. We're going to talk more with uh, Joe Valento as we come back around the turn. We'll be back with more of Lee Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Casey Kane bringing us back. Welcome back to Lee Lap as we continue with our second hour of tonight's broadcast. Of course, we do record these live on Monday nights and air them live on the Performance Motorsports Network audio-wise. And, of course, uh, we have live TV as well, WSIC, Daystar TV 25.2 in the Charlotte area, uh, carries our shows on Monday and Thursday nights. And um, we've got a young man on Thursday uh, named Aiden Purdue, who's going to be coming on the show Thursday. Aiden's one of the up-and-coming Midwest open-wheel racers, and uh, so uh, Jacob Seelman will be back with us on Thursday, and we'll also have Aiden on the show as well and uh, working on one more guest also for Thursday night. So um going to be a packed show. We're going to bring uh, our special guest of the hour back out, Joe Valento, um, out of Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota. He's a Vikings fan. Um, and uh, we just had the NFL draft. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting, if we ever do get to play football this year, uh, it could be an interesting season for both his team and mine. Um, so anyways, I want to continue, though, Joe. You were We were talking a little bit about your kind of current situation, running the truck with Kelly Byers, who um, – Definitely is a, an excellent mentor for you. And, and I will point out for those listening that when Joe brings up the whole sort of I qualify really well and then that's doggone invert, you can in this series, the way that they design the invert, you literally could qualify second and end up starting like 18th. Like it's 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 crazy. And this is a class that um, is largely. um a spec type class. Uh, and so uh, it seemed like every time um, Joe would race last year, he would qualify really well and then end up back in mid pack and have to try to pass his way to the front. These aren't exactly 200 lap races, so there's not a lot of time. Uh, and so uh, we talked a lot about performance versus result. You can only do so much to control the result, but you can always control your performance. And Joe is really taken that to be taken that to heart. And so I want to go back now. Can you give us just a minute or so minute and a half on um, how you got started? What got you started in racing and kind of walk us through your uh, career to date? Uh, yeah. So getting started in racing for me is actually a little bit different than most. I got so what happened was in second grade, I was finding the plate. Hey. Oh, I think we're losing you there, Joe. Um, we're going to actually, we're going to let you go. We want you to call us back because we want to get a, try to get a clean connection. So hopefully uh, Joe will give us a call right back. This is the, uh, one of the perils of live radio is that you, you can't, again, we can perform our best, but we cannot guarantee the result because we can't control all the technology. I think we have Joe Valento back and let's try again. He, yeah. Let's see if he can do this again, Joe, pick right up where you left off. Yep. Um, so uh, it actually happened in second grade. I planned to play baseball that summer and I actually broke both my arms during recess. Uh, both of your arms? How does one break both arms both in recess? Uh, by falling down on asphalt. Yeah, so both my arms at once. Um, 
That's wow. kind of unusual, I think. Yeah, that's unique. Um, yeah. Wow. That's that's also yeah, so, you cannot. That's not performance related. You can't control that result. Wow. Nope. Nope. So, so yeah, broke carry both on. my arms, so I couldn't play baseball. Um, and then um, when I had my birthday, we went to a karting track actually, and they had a little bit of a, a kind of a class, kind of like an arrive and drive kind of a thing. Um, a class where we could just kind of go out there and fall around a guy, and I was. I mean, that was pretty good when I did it, and I wanted to continue doing it, so my dad got in contact with a local racetrack near us in Wisconsin, and we got started in quarter midgets. Ah. And I ran quarter midgets up until the end of 2017, and then we ran the micro sprint all of 2018, got the legend at the end of the year, and then jumped right into Kelly. Wow. So you had kind of a quick um, ascent up the ladder, if you will, at least to the point where you're at now, which um, I will I, I will opine that a lot of that has to do with the fact that you're a very intelligent young man and you adapt and learn very quickly. Um, but uh, I want to know, did, did, did you allow the broken arms to heal before you got into the quarter midget or were you one of these kids that said, hey, I can do this and went out and raced with it two broken arms? It was a young Ricky arms. Red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. We allowed both my <laughs> my arms to heal. But you know, actually, when I when I was back on the radio show with you guys last year, it was uh, for the the winter heat series down at Charlotte. A couple of things happened to me there when we ran the road course. I remember the first day. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up getting a piece of plastic in my eye during the race. Ouch. Uh, I think it was the heat race. Yeah, like a piece of plastic in my eye in the heat race. It was like a little shard, so like you couldn't like get it out. And then I had it in there all day, ran the feature race with, like, one eye. Uh, I think we finished third, too, so, I mean, I was wow. very happy with that. And then we quickly, because I think it was later in, the, in the, the day when that got over, so we quickly ran to an eye doctor, and they were able to get the little, little piece out. I mean, it was just like, a, just a little, like a tiny little piece of sand, just tiny. Wow. Um, so they got that out, and then the next day we went racing, and it was just raining. Rain, rain, rain. Yes, it was. It was I real cold. Yep. So, it was, yep, it was real cold. So then the, the track was like almost, it was almost like on the verge of ice. Um, it was real slick. And I know that a lot of people were having trouble keeping their cars straight. Remember, it was on a start. We just come off of the first right-hander. And someone got loose when I was on the, when I was on the outside next to them. And they spun into me and hit my tire and jerked my steering wheel, and I must have had my thumb inside the, the steering wheel, and my thumb actually broke during that race, and that was my shifting hand. So during the rest of the race, I'm, like, trying to, like, hit my shifter with my, my palm of my hand. Oh, man, it was crazy. I think we still got fourth or fifth in that race, too. So, I mean, um, a lot of interesting things. So Joe is like a Timex watch. He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Just keeps digging. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're under uh, 40 years old, you won't have a clue what I'm talking about because you've probably never even seen a Timex watch, but that's a whole other story. Um, wow, Joe, I didn't know about any of that stuff when we had you on the show. Um, you apparently failed to disclose pulling a Bill Belichick 
um, did not disclose the injury. Um, probably didn't want to make, didn't want to end up out of the ride. So I'm going to race hurt. So, uh, listen, that's, uh, for, for any car owners that are listening, um, Joe will drive injured. He will race through anything. The kid wants it that bad. Um, okay. So, uh, I want to talk about friends of Jacqueline because you had, you have had such an amazing experience with this particular organization. I want you to first explain what friends of Jacqueline is to our audience. Then I want you to explain about the relationship you've developed with the young man that you uh, adopted through that organization. Uh, yeah. So Dennis Murphy, the founder um, created the friends of Jacqueline foundation. And they're all about, um, Creating a better life for kids with pediatric brain cancer, just making it a more positive and more fun life, giving the the chance to have fun at life that maybe they don't always have or don't always have available. And so we got involved last year, and we got paired up with Wyatt. He actually lives about, I'd say, about an hour away from us, near the cities, near Minneapolis. And we go to see them as much as we can, and it's a lot of fun. We've grown real close. Uh, they came to one of our races. I was at Elko, one of my last races, actually, in the Legend car at Elko Speedway. And that was cool. Elko was really nice, too. They got us a suite that we were able to, to hang out in and a uh, really good vantage point on the track. And Elko always does, like, an EVA destruction. And they have fireworks and, like, jump dirt bikes and have monster trucks and, like, trailer races and stuff. So it was a perfect night to do it, and it was a lot of fun. And we've, we've gone to Dave and Buster's together. We go out to eat here and there and we FaceTime so we've grown really close and it's um it's a really great cause and we're really proud and glad to be a part of it talk about what you guys had in common though because this is the part that for me you just you kind of just look up and go wow that that was really good um because there's more to the story than you just going out to eat right Oh uh, yeah, so Wyatt actually really likes racing. He came to the track and was really excited. He got got out, uh, went and sat down in the car right away and was all into it. And it was uh, really fun to have him there. And um, hopefully this this year we can get him out to the KBR shop um, to go check out some of the bigger cars and maybe have him sit and uh, maybe we were thinking about having them come to the Dells. That would be a fun track for them to come to, and that one's one of the closer ones. Um, also, believe it or not, he's a Nerf gun fan like myself. And, um, it, it's just, it's funny how much we really have in common that I was like, man, why I'm going to have to give you some of my old, older guns. I mean, I never use them anymore. Might as well give some to you one of these days, or maybe we could go out and have a little Nerf gun fight or something. I don't know. But, uh, like you said, it's just kind of crazy. All the stuff we have in common. Yeah. The Nerf gun thing is where I was wanting you to go, because that was when, when I first heard that story, it's like. You know, of all the kids that you, you know, you could have ended up with, you, you, you ended up with one who shares um, kind of a, a passion for something that, to me at least, I mean, probably to kids your age it's not, but it seems a little random, um, the whole Nerf gun thing. And you, not just that you, um, that you enjoy Nerf guns, but you have like a whole collection of Nerf guns. Uh, and so he was able to kind of benefit from that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a, a ridiculous amount of Nerf guns. I was huge into them when I was younger. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to go have a little fight with them one of these days. I was like, 
Hey, I'd be up for it. I'm always up for a little fun game of Nerf. Hang on, uh, hang on for a bit. We're going to uh, bring you back out when we get to the other side of the break, Joe. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Elite Lap Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schrope belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And uh, again, next segment, we're going to tell you a little bit more about them. Um, but uh, you can go to the website while you're listening to the show or watching the show and check them out, victorycustomtrailers.com. Uh, trust me, they are they have got it going on when it comes to any kind of trailer equipment. We're going to bring Joe Valento back out with us. Uh, we've been talking with young Joey. He's 15. Well, uh, we'll get Joe to call us back again. I think we lost him. So uh, 
hopefully we'll get him back soon. But um, Joe is uh, 15 and a racer from Wisconsin who um, is currently running in the Midwest Truck Series and um, a part of the Race Face brand development program, um, which uh, is a great program for management and representation. And that's how I came across Joe. And uh, that is also how Joe and the uh, Friends of Jacqueline Foundation kind of got together because Rod Wortham um, worked a, a situation out for Race Face to sort of adopt the foundation as their kind of their cause. And um, each of the Race Face drivers uh, has been adopting a, a child in their area. And it's just a great organization. And for Joe to end up with a young man who uh, – uh, has as much in common with with Joe as he did was pretty cool. So um, hopefully we'll get Joe back here shortly. Uh, if not, we'll we'll get him back. I think we got him now, as a matter of fact. So let's uh, try it once again here. Joe Valento, welcome back to the show. Joe, hey, you guys got me yeah, we do. We're having trouble hearing you though. It's like you're not in a strong signal area for some reason. So um, not sure where you are, but uh, we're going to give it a shot here. So. Um, Joe, we were, we were talking about friends of Jacqueline in the last segment and we were, uh, talking about how much you had in common with Wyatt, uh, your young man, how is Wyatt doing? What is his current, uh, health situation right now? Uh, he's doing really well right now. He's doing good. He's got a beat right now and, um, doing homeschooling with, uh, his brother's at the moment, his two brothers, and um, they got a really cool little, little school place that they're working at. So, uh, yeah, thank God he's doing well and uh, can only hope for the best in the future. How old is he? Wyatt? Yeah. Um, going to be, I think he's, well, let's see, he's in first grade, so that would make him six. Probably about six. Uh, yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, six or seven. Six. yeah um that's awesome i mean what a difference it makes and, and for those again uh who don't realize the, the friends of jacqueline is not just for the individual who is sick it also has a program for the families of that individual as well because obviously everyone is involved in this fight together um you know, and, and so it's really just it's one of the most amazing organizations I've ever seen. A lot of college and, and even pro sports teams have adopted uh, children. It's it's just a terrific group. So, um, you know, it's it. I know it's it's something that's grown very near and dear to your heart, Joe. And that's a credit to the kind of young man that you are, that you're uh, spending as much time with Wyatt as you have and, and really um, treating him as much like a younger brother as uh, any of your other siblings. Yep, exactly. And I think one of the biggest things with the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation is that it brings it, it brings people together, Yep. Uh, which I think is really good for the, the people in, in the world today. And um, for the younger kids my age, the colleges and different different people, um, I think it's really good for us to, to be in a, a program like this. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you get a chance to, for one thing, it's got to be very humbling because you, you right away see that even on your worst day, how much better you have it than someone uh, who is going through something uh, as awful as that. Um, but then it's it's great to see them recover as well, um, you know, and to understand that sometimes they're not going to. Um, so it's a very life altering experience. And I think that's great at your age. OK, so. 
Um, you also have been doing like everybody else, it seems, who drives a race car. You're now um, racing a desk or a cage uh, and doing <laughs> sim racing. And so talk a little bit about uh, the sim racing that you're doing, but also talk about the training that you've gotten from Racecraft One, because I know that's a big part of uh, not only helping you on the sim, but helping you on the track as well. Yeah, so the big league that I'm a part of right now is the Junior Late Bottle Esports League. Yep. And with the training, I'd actually just gotten off a, a practice with Racecraft One tonight before I called you. Ah. Uh, getting ready for the race at Bristol this week, getting the setup, getting some laps in. So uh, definitely a really, really big, uh, really big helper. And they definitely, I think it will help and benefit you once you go to the track. See, the biggest thing for me is the restarts. And um, the like the car control slash basically car awareness, like your your own personal awareness when you're running side by side with people. I like it for that aspect. I think it really helps a driver, whether it be setting up their passes or learning the car distance. Because I mean, you can run a late model, you can run basically a NASCAR truck, which is the same as the truck I'm in right now and you can learn distance from the car next to you or to the to the wall or to the car on your inside to your outside uh, i think it really benefits the driver there and then with restarts definitely i like i like um practicing my restarts just because you know that's a place that everyone everyone can get better at that there's no i don't i don't feel that no one you get really good at it but i don't think everyone really just masters it i think that's a place that there's everyone can improve on and when running like the different races with people, I think it helps because you get different people to run against and you get the different experience levels, the different starts for different people. So I just think all of it just comes together and is a key ingredient to benefiting and then taking it and putting it on the real track and using your information that you got from iRacing and using it there. Well, um, all of that is certainly true enough. Uh, I want to know what, what you would say um, to someone who is sort of scouting you or looking at you as a potential driver down the road, what, what, why do you stand out? What is unique about you? What kind of a driver are you? What do you bring to the table for a team that you're racing for? Well, I would have to say when I, when I first meet people, I can be a little bit quiet, I would say. But when I say things, they're usually fairly smart and upfront, decent things. Usually for me, once I get to know you, get to be around you a little bit, I definitely start to open up a little bit more. Um, and I feel that I can market you very well and run very cleanly on the track. So for talking team-wise, um, joining a different team, I feel that I can make consistent runs, bring the car home in one piece, which was a big task at New Smyrna, but we got it done there. Um, bringing the car home in one piece, putting up consistent runs, and putting up good performance runs. Uh, we've talked about that a lot this year. Uh, I think performance is a, is a big key to a driver's racing career, and I feel that um, that's something big on the table that I have to offer. I love how you got it. You need to get out of my head. First of all, that it is a scary place to be running around in my head. You got one step ahead of me. Cause I, that was exactly, I asked you that question so we could tie it into new Smyrna and you did it like a pro you proved, um, a lot of what you've talked about tonight in terms of, uh, the adaptability from the truck to a late model. Um, the, the knowledge that Kelly's given you all of the stuff you've learned from racecraft. You went down to New Smyrna 
And you originally were just supposed to test. It wasn't guaranteed, if I remember the story correct, that you were actually going to race a Super for Kelly down there. But you did. Talk about that experience, because that's like getting thrown to the wolves to run in, in either the pro or the super class down there. It really doesn't matter which one. They're both uh, ultra competitive at Smyrna during speed weeks. Uh, yeah, definitely no slouches. And how it actually originally was going to go down was I was just going to go down there to be in the pits and be in the environment. I wasn't even going to test it. Ah, okay. It kind of got, got thrown together really quickly. I down think. there and just kind of test and just be with the with the crowd and just get some good laps in in the first couple of days of practice we were running decent times and we were like heck i mean i i was fairly comfortable in the car and i was like well let's might as well just go go for a race you know there's no slouches definitely all the people are good there so you know you're running with a good crowd and um like i was saying earlier bringing home in one piece is the biggest thing down there uh, staying out of the is uh, definitely important to uh, bring home a good finish. And then our biggest goal was first to bring it home in one piece, and then second, go for a top 15 finish. So every, we ran three races there. Every single night I improved until eventually we got a P14 finish there. Wow. That's a, that's a really, that's a good job. And if you could, if you can keep it in one piece uh, for any number of races in a row at new Smyrna during the world series, you're doing something because uh, it can get very aggressive and very crazy in a hurry and stay that way through most of a race down there. Yep. And I think we definitely all saw that during the, uh, the pros race down there. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The pro class was definitely uh uh, a little bit uh, overzealous at times. We'll just leave it like that. Okay. Um, very quickly here. Um, first of all, who helps you make all this happen? Uh, Arnett Mills, Nitro Lubricants, Napa Auto Parts, Race Based Brand Development, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, High Performance Parts, and my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, all there supporting me. One of the nicest families I've ever met in the sport. Uh, and tell us uh, real quick your plans, at least as of now. What's your plan for this year? Are you back in the truck full time? Are you doing some late model stuff? I mean, be, other than the, what, I know we've been interrupted by the virus, but what is the plan uh, as of right now for you? Uh, yeah, so the truck full time, definitely going to the championship this year. Right as of now, the first race is scheduled at the Milwaukee Mile which I'm really crossing my fingers. I'd love to run there. Yes. Uh, and then to start running a few super races towards the end of the year, maybe run an Oktoberfest, uh, pull a double weekend with the truck and the super. Wow. Um, so uh, definitely big things ahead this coming year, and I'm just waiting for it to start. Okay. Uh, JoeValentoRacing.com is the site. Tell us real quick your social media. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at JoeValentoRacing. All right, and uh, he does a great job with that, too. That's Joe Valento. Thanks for being on, bud. That was fun and uh, did an excellent job. We'll be back uh, with our final segment here, and Nick and I will chat a little bit when we return with Lead Lap. Stay with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We need to uh, be able to do a multi-camera screen here because uh, Nick and I always have a good time with that uh, that reentry, particularly on this show, so the, the the TV audience gets to see one of us, but not the other. I almost switched it there at the last second so they would just see me, but I wanted you to have all the glory there. <laughs> oh, please have some of my glory. I, I have a face for radio. So uh, welcome back to uh, Lee Lap, our final segment, and. Uh, I, I want to tell you a little bit about, uh, victory custom trailers because, uh, we're going to have, um, Katie Hedinger on one of the next couple of lead lap shows here and, uh, just trying to get a date down. And Katie is actually going to be, she is young and, uh, she is the daughter of Chris Hedinger who owns victory custom trailers. Katie is, um, starting to make her way into the full size cars. 
Um, she is a delightful young lady for her age, and she speaks well. Um, and we're looking forward to having her on. She's actually going to do the commercial for Victory Custom as soon as we can um, line that up and uh, get it done that you'll hear uh, going forward on, on these shows. Um, but here's the deal with Victory Custom trailers. First of all, if you go to their website, you see bunches and bunches of trailers and examples of different uh, tr different uses for trailers. Uh, they can do anything with the trailer that you need them to do. You can design a trailer right on the site. They are based in Michigan, but they will get you a trailer anywhere that you are uh, in the country. So, um, and so don't hesitate to give them a call. They have monthly specials uh, and they are all about sales and service. And I know everybody says that. I know Chris and I know his staff. And they go out of their way to make sure that the trailer is exactly what you're looking for. And I've been in a couple of their trailers over this last year, which is why we ended up getting them as, as a, um, a partner here. Because I like promoting people that I believe in. Their trailers are flawless. Absolutely flawless. Um, so go and check them out. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Uh, they carry a bunch of different brands of, of trailers. So if you have a particular brand, I mean, just to give you a few, ATC, Bravo, Cargo Pro, Intech, uh, U.S. Cargo, Renegade, Sport Chassis, Vintage, they've got a bunch. Um, they've been in the business a while, so they know what they're doing. It's not just call up and they bring you a trailer or sell you whatever trailer is in your budget. They want you to have what you need for your particular application, and they will do everything possible to uh, to give you that. So uh, give them a call, 810-678-2727, 810-678-2727. Um, or, again, just go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com, and you can shop right on the website. Reach out through their contact form. They're great people, and uh, we appreciate, uh, we, we like promoting things that we believe in. Um, and uh, Victory Custom Trailers, strutmasters.com, the suspension experts, and mycomputercareer.edu, um, IT, Training for a Better Life, are all examples of companies that I definitely believe in. I vetted them. I know that they're good companies, and they're great people that head them up. So um, take advantage of the opportunity to uh, uh, shop those who sponsor our show, if you will. Um, and we appreciate it. Nick uh, Moncher, um, boy, this, this whole situation of trying to figure out schedules seems like it would give everybody a headache. It does. I mean, it's... Absolutely. It just, I mean... The little hair I have left is gone. Yeah, well, I'm growing mine back and I don't want to. The sooner we open up, in fact, if, there, if there's anybody who knows... And I'm not just talking about somebody in their garage, okay? I want somebody that really is a barber or a stylist. I, I just need a buzz cut, uh, okay? Get, reach out. I can bring some clippers in Thursday know. night. We could do it on yeah, air. There you go. That'd be a nice that segment. Would, yeah, that would be a nice segment. Um, if I could trust you to, not to screw it up, then maybe I, I would take you up on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've got more hair than I want, so somebody help me. Um, but uh, at any rate, it's it's got to be crazy. And you as the PR guy, I mean, you're in charge of these drivers, so what are your drivers doing um, other than having a ball on social media? You got some guys that are just, in fact, I know that one of your drivers, Mason Diaz, is running a race tonight. He's running a modified this, race tonight. A, a, a sim race, obviously. Um, Esport, sim race. Yeah. The, so th this is the thing. It, NASCAR confuses me. They've got this thing that they've started called Saturday Night Thunder. Oh, no, Sorry, no, it's NASCAR Roots. 
and they do this. I think it is Saturday Night Thunder. They it's for all of their um, regional series, except for the modified tour. They won't allow the wheel and modified tour guys to race in that series, but the um, East West, the Pinties, the Europe, Mexico, whoever, um, they can all run in that series. The only one that can't run um, is the Wheel and Modified Tour. Well, so you think, well, that's silly. Well, then they start a Wheel and Modified Tour series. We're going to have a Modified Series. It's on Monday nights. Well, (laughs) so the Modified Tour guys are running, but they allow everybody from all the other series to (laughs) run. I don't get it. They just want to confuse you. That's yeah. All. Nobody's been able to explain how this is fair. If the other guys can run in the modified series, they should let the modified guys run in the other series. That's that. I I I think it's goofy and I think it's silly. But at any rate, Mason Diaz is competing in the modified tonight. Yeah, he's run at uh, Southern National Motorsports Park, which is actually a track that his father owns. Yeah. So he's uh, he's really amped up. I just talked to him earlier today. He was excited to uh, get in the modified. I bet he is. Yeah. In fact, um, Seekonk Speedway up in Massachusetts is doing a series, but because Seekonk's not on the sim, they can't race at Seekonk. So they're doing a tour. And I think they either just raced or their next race upcoming is at Southern National. So we got a bunch of guys from Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts running Southern National on the sim. Yeah, I know a certain driver (laughs) that's actually pushing for, you know, if an Arca East race needs to be moved from one track to another, pushing it over to uh, Southern National. Oh, yeah, I can can imagine (laughs) who that is, Mason Diaz. well, yeah, he wants home track advantage. Absolutely. There. Yeah, sure. Um, but your guys are your guys are tearing up social media. I mean, Ryan Repko's a ball. Yeah, Ryan. He's I mean, been just kicking. Every one of them have, have done a really good job. You know, we kind of preached to him at the beginning of this: stay relevant, stay yeah. out there, even if it's just you know, like Mason did yesterday during our Twitter takeover and the Venerini page, just yep. you know, showing a picture of his dog and just kind of you know making them interpersonal to all the fans and kind of showing their day to day, even though they are in quarantine. You know, some of them are still doing online school, like Corey Heim and, and Chandler Smith. They're fi- they're finishing up their year uh, online school, and then the rest of them, you know, they're staying really busy working out. Uh, we saw Ryan and uh, another Toyota racing driver, Gracie Trotter, did a run today outside. Yeah, and, you know, maintaining social distance, and so they're all doing you know workouts. They're all doing the eye racing. Uh, you know, talked to Drew Dollar yesterday. He's actually getting more and more involved into the eye racing thing, and, and he had a rig, but hadn't done a lot, you know, then Michael Self had a rig and had been, you know, covered in mothballs for seven say, years yeah, and Michael hadn't used it. it yeah. uh, so he got his out and, you know, and, and on top of what we're doing and what they're doing, you know, Toyota's become really involved socially with, you know, the lower level drivers on top of doing a lot of, you know, throwback races and everything. So it's been a lot of fun and just to see kind of their personalities come out away from, you know, our page or Toyota's page or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're, do- they're doing a great job. And like I said, is I, I Repco, I can't say enough about Ryan is it's funny because when you look at your drivers and their natural personalities, you know, Ryan is one of those, he's kind of laid back and, and, and sort of, you know, I don't want to say he's quiet cause he talks plenty, but he's just not really overly animated, you know, maybe like say a Chandler Smith would be. Um, but when you get Ryan on social media, he just nails it. And he's not, he's also very, um, he's not at all afraid to lead the self deprecation. Not at all. Kind of thing. Every one of them has got that's you know, great. different little quirks and, yeah. and things that make him interesting. But Ryan is one of them that 
he knows when he posts something, you know, or says something that he's probably going to get made fun of or someone's yeah. going to pick on him, but he's okay with that. And he totally accepts it, which I think is awesome. You know, it doesn't, is. doesn't let him get down on it. And then he just takes it and he runs with it. And that's just kind of his personality. You know, he's, he's kind of, you know, he's a self-proclaimed dork, you know, as he yeah. calls himself and, you know, he's okay with that and he embraces it and, and I love it. You know, Ryan's very easy to work with and love working with him because he can do just that. Yeah. Justin Haley, um, used a word once that I thought was funny. It's kind of a, a back when he was JJ, uh, he, he, he said, he, he said, I, somebody said something to him about being a dork and he goes, I like being a dorkable. <laughs> that that <laughs> sounds like, like the old JJ. Yeah. And, and that's, that to me is Repco. He's adorkable. He's, he's, you just got to really appreciate him because he's not afraid to be that comfortable in your own skin that you can take being. And that's what you like need that. nowadays. And yes. he is, I mean, yeah. he embraced it so much when he posted a bunch of photos on his Instagram of, you know, his yearbook pictures, Toyota immediately said, Hey, can we do a roast? And he yeah. was absolutely, he yeah. was over the moon about it. And they contacted us and all the drivers said, we need you guys to roast him. Yeah. And he loved every minute of it. He thought it was great. Yeah. And, and I mean, Billy Venturini got right into that. Yeah. He was that when they said we need a Venturini person oh from the team gosh. to do it. I said, I got your guy. We're yeah. going to have Billy do it and it's going to be fantastic. And Ryan loved it. <laughs> Billy was great. Yeah. Billy is, he is so good because he's, he's very dry. And, and that's, you know, when he says something, he just has that personality. Um, so yeah, that, that's been fun watching your guys. And I wanted to, uh, as, as we, we had Joe on the show earlier and talking about drivers who are great communicators and good representatives of themselves and their sponsors and, and not saying it for any reason, because I mean, we're not getting paid anything here, but, but your guys, I've just noticed on social media, your guys standing out more and more. And that's, um, that's gotta be also difficult for you. Cause I want to tie this back to the scheduling part of it. You're trying to figure out where you're going racing so you can start to do some PR for these guys. And it seems like every time you get a, a, a hint, somebody moves a goalpost. Yeah. There's like a little thread we just keep pulling. <laughs> and then every once in a while it grabs a snag yeah. and then it goes to another whole line on the sweater and you pull it a little more and then, okay, here we are. And then it goes to another line. So you, you, you kind of have to keep resorting to more and more social media because what else is there, right? Absolutely. I mean, until we have some sort of semblance of for sure, even if it's just the first five races, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And then as it progresses, then we'll kind of shift to, okay, we're going to this track on this day yep. and then go from there. So the lesson that gets learned here and the point of this discussion in this segment was um, that if, if you're not on the racetrack, it doesn't mean you can't be promoting sponsors because I've seen a lot of discussion online over the last month in different places about how hard it is to get sponsors right now because there's no on-track action. Well, sponsors are all about you. The on-track is only a part of why you have sponsors. You can be a brand ambassador to a company. And ha I mean, not everybody that's a brand ambassador to a company is a racer. So you have to start to think about how else can I promote a brand? And, you know, I'm using uh, Nick and his drivers as, as great examples for themselves of this is how you keep this going and how you keep uh, positive attention on yourself. Um, even when, uh, you're in a situation where you don't have the on track action. So, um, 
if you if you haven't followed Venturini Motorsports, please go do that and, do and follow their dr- drivers too, because they're all, uh, like I said, all top notch representatives for themselves and the team and the sponsors that uh, go along with that. And that's it. Wow, um, this was a fast couple of hours. Uh, hope you enjoyed this show. Randy Miller and I will be back tomorrow morning at eleven a.m. for the Inside Pass. Uh, we've got Nick DeGroot, I believe, back on the show tomorrow. Pretty sure this is his day for motorsport.com. Um, we'll have more on the, the, the Kansas situation. And uh, then on Thursday, Aiden Purdue, we've got uh, two podcasts, mainly Modifieds and Inside Groove, coming out uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night. So follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all of the programming. And we will be back in lead lap form next Monday. So until then, for everybody at WSIC and for Nick and our guests, I'm Tom Baker. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.